I mean, as long as everybody's comfortable, are we comfortable? Mm. All right. You can, like, edit this if it sucks, right? Um, I could, <laughs> but if it sucks, that's just what that's just what gets put out there, you know? That's part of the genuineness of the art form. I don't know about that, but okay. I don't know. All right, y'all ready to crack this thing open? Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome to the Painting on Primate Podcast. I'm your host, Dexter Kearley, joining you from a... Um, a relatively cool day in the Texas Panhandle. I feel like the uh, convection oven that we've been living in has turned down a few degrees. And uh, the past couple days has been pretty comfortable. So this is the first podcast in about a month. And uh, it was a month where I felt like life kind of had me by the balls. Like right out of the gate. Um, Shannon, my wife, was nine months pregnant at the be- or eight months pregnant at the beginning of the month. Uh, I mean, eight and a half months. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty yeah. much nine months pregnant. So came to came to full term uh, ten days ago, right? When we had him, the twelfth, welcomed our new baby son into the world, Callahan Wayne Kearley. Pew 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 pew. <laughs> came in weighing seven pounds five ounces, twenty one inches long, just a little bit smaller than his brother, a lot less hair, but um. You know, in preparation for him coming, I took a lot of time off the podcast, didn't quite have time to uh, to schedule guests to come in and everything. But also, um, Shane, you can chime in at any time, but uh, I think I had been feeling a direction shift for a while. Like, because uh, it, it the podcast has been a very interview-based podcast. And that's not necessarily what most people would like say, okay, that's how his podcast would go, right? Me interviewing a guest. I'm not a very good interviewer in general. I well, maybe not think you're terrible. a fine interviewer. I just think it was a very limited podcast. Like yeah. You can only do so much by interviewing people. Right, right. So this just kind of gives you more options. It's just a little bit more of a free format almost, like a little bit... Uh, a little bit more versatile, yeah. just so to speak. So uh, we're still going to have guests on the podcast. I'm going to introduce uh, a new concept of having regulars on the podcast. And then um, Shannon is going to be uh, in every part, Kind of like a director slash BS caller. Yeah, you know, she's a background person. <laughs> kind of, yeah, producer, editor. No, no, I'm not producing the podcast. No, you're not doing anything. <laughs> if it sucks, don't put that on me. Yeah, you're just uh, you're just shouting down ignorance. Yes. From your from your uh, pedestal. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Shannon's gonna be on. Uh, I have Mike Brim up in the house, aka Milky Mike. <clears throat> not Milky um, Mike. <laughs> just Mike. Uh, so Mike, so it's actually kind of funny um, because whenever I very first started talking about doing a podcast, I'm pretty sure you were one of the first people I talked to about it. Yeah, Year, like um, years ago. Years yeah. ago, yeah. I mean, how many years ago would that have been? Like four or five it years ago. It was before Emmett was. It was before Emmett was, yeah. or before you were even pregnant with Emmett. Yeah. So uh, I've been talking podcasts. Was with it you. before conception? Uh, yeah, that was be- well. That yeah, before conception, I think so. I mean, Definitely before conception, actually. Okay. Yeah. Because we mean, were married for two years. I can't remember when I met So we don't him, have actually. to thank Emmett for this at all. 
No. No, no, no. I just want no. to... <laughs> although, <laughs> although Emmett did, Emmett did kind of, like, spur it forward in a strange way. Like, the the idea, I'd been sitting on the idea for a while, but it wasn't until Emmett came along that... Right? Didn't I... I, I think we already had Emmett whenever I started. I feel like you can go back and look at these dates. Oh, I could have so looked cared. up these dates prior to, to doing this. Anyway, all this to wrap up the intro monologue, this new era of the podcast i'm going to refer to it as the callahan era because i feel like you know he's brand new in the world and we're trying out a new format so i all my previous episodes were emmett era and now we're in callahan era for a little while so maybe naming uh you know i got some seasons but i also got some eras you know it's all right to have i feel like i feel like that's acceptable anyway introducing my lovely co-host Editor, the beautiful Shannon Kearley. Um, what, 11 days post-baby? Sure. I don't do math. That sounds good. Right? The 12th? We're not here for math. Yeah. yeah we're not here for math. But he could have asked me ahead of time and I would have had the number. Yeah. Doing doing pretty great, though. But yeah. Doing say? great. Big difference between first baby delivered and second baby delivered. Huge difference. I've felt a huge difference just in the house in uh, both states, our mental states have just felt more stable in yes. a lot of ways. So, uh, Shannon, you're going to be sitting in, hitting up some Google, calling me. Because one of the problems with, and I don't know if it was a problem with the podcast, but after, after, I would do, <laughs> after I would do an episode, I would be talking to Shannon about what we talked about in the episode. And sometimes she would say, I don't know if that's correct. I'm not sure the validity of that statement. So that's kind of what Shannon's going to be doing. She's going to be like sitting in, checking my validity. Dexter can't be left unchecked. I can't be left unchecked. I need uh, I need uh, unchecked aggression, you know. You will not stand. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I feel like that's a quote from something. Anyway, so Shannon and then Mike. Mike Brim, we already kind of introduced you. but so, so let's just take a minute to introduce the regular. Who is Mike? Who is Mike? That's a deeper question that I'm ready to get into. <laughs> Do you know who you are, Mike? Well, you knew you were coming to the podcast, dude. Yeah, but I didn't know I was going to ask you. I had no idea you were going to get in deep. Um, (laughs) We're not asking you, like, your deepest fears. Well, I'm an Aries. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, That makes a lot of sense. Does it? I feel Um, like... Isn't Aries coming up? Is your birthday soon? No, it's it's Leo season. Oh, I don't know. It's Leo season. (laughs) It's Hot Girl Summer. I don't know them that well. (laughs) Have you heard about Hot Girl Summer? No. Oh. Hot girl summer? Hot girl summer. Like hot. what? Leos are hot girls? Some Leos are hot girls, but um, <laughs> uh, it's just like a state of mind. Hot girl summer, you know? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I have no idea. So you got to remember, Shannon and I are way out of any loop. Well, that's right? why I'm here, I'm here for it. Hot yeah. girl summer. So hot girl so summer. So it's just like a to the best state. Of, yes. The best of my knowledge is hot girl summer is about just, you know, living your... Best life, being hot shit as a girl during the summer. Are you googling it? Yes. Okay, Google it, please. I'm not sure. You like yes? Hold on. Oh, because it was a meme. See, I I I didn't know it was a meme. 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 Uh, yeah. So it's. I think you're pretty much right. 
So we got that hot girl summer state of mind going right now. Oh, because hot girl summer has become a shorthand for celebrating femme sensibilities and what's possible when people, but mostly women, give no fucks in their pursuit of some self-defined pleasure. Oh, mics for the women. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) mics for the women. All right. Well, that uh, that was that was helpful. It's funny that you're sitting in front of the computer. But you go to your phone to Google. The phone is faster. I think it is faster. Well, well our, our Mac is kind of slow. Maybe more so convenient. This is a desktop she's sitting in front of. Yes. <laughs> yes. Actually, very, very nice desktop. Okay, so where are we at? Oh, where are we at with Where are we at with Mike's? Yeah. Don't, don't derail this. We're talking about you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so we're just talking about me. Went for the sidestep with the hot girl. So which no. Was a good sidestep. It almost got okay. me. Okay. If Shannon hadn't been here, I would have chased that. Yeah. Well. Because I wonder if it has to do no, with like. No, shut up. Okay, Mike. <laughs> go. We'll get back into that. Um, no, I mean, I've, what I've known you guys for the past five, six years now. Shannon, a little bit longer. A little bit longer, thankfully. Um, <laughs> but we. Uh, I've been in Amarillo for like a year and a half now. Damn, has it been that long? Yeah, it's been that long. Um, I was just talking to a chick at FedEx a little bit earlier today. Why were you talking to a chick at FedEx? I mean, we were just standing in line next to each other. talks to everyone. I talked to a lot of people. She said Mostly something about being from, from California. I guess she lived down in Austin. Now she's up in Emerald. I was just chit-chatting. And, uh, one of the things I talked about was whenever you and Jill first moved up here and y'all's noses were like bleeding every day it was like i was so dry i know i know like, most I was, people aren't ready for like the, no. the harshness of the panhandle but once you're used to it it's just oh, yeah i think it's great yeah i don't even i mean it's much it. nicer but some people just can't handle the dry like some people like the humidity more i'm not one of those people but they are are those people yeah that's true i mean it's true they're i mean just temperaments yeah you know, temperaments i guess so um Okay, so you moved up here a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago. I believe it was I was living in Austin beforehand. Yeah. You're from Paris. Paris, Texas. Yeah. Which was uh, shouted out on Silicon Valley last yeah, night. Yeah, I didn't know it was the home of Campbell's Soup. Home you didn't know Campbell's that? Yeah. I did not know yeah, that. I didn't know that either. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say about Campbell's Soup. Yeah, a lot of people work there. <laughs> Rick Kim. I don't know. What we were just watching that? Silicon Valley and they um, said that. Uh, I was like, oh, Paris. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> It's um, uh, it's okay. People normally like you're from France. (laughs) You would know. I would be very obnoxious about it. That is so funny. It's so funny that you throw out that you're from France, like the very Western hick way of that. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Only people from Amarillo maybe would ask you like. No, no. I mean, I even even in uh, San Marcos, people would say the same thing. But that's just because people are dumb. So is yeah. San Marcos considered Austin? No. No. Okay. Yeah, completely. I mean, like, I guess in like a metro, metroplex kind of way, maybe in a yeah, couple years. Yeah, like but suburban. Yeah. A suburban. It's like 30 minutes away. Okay. Right on. Yeah. So right on, man. And um, uh, I have a dog named Polly. Yes. And, and you're an aspiring comedian. Uh-huh. I, he's, I, got, he's done an open mic. I've done, <laughs> I've done two open mics. I do aspire, but that's that's about... That's it. That's it. <laughs> um, uh, I recently had a, uh, a book at work that had um, some of my jokes written down. It also had my pay at work. That's why I kept it there. And now it's gone. And then there's definitely jokes in there that could get me in trouble at work. <laughs> at Denver Mattress. Yeah. Yes. I don't want. It. Why would you say that out loud? Cut that. Like. <laughs> All I'm saying is I don't know if there's any like real high stakes there. 
Well, considering the type of job that I have, yeah, there might be. Uh, but I doubt any of them listen to this. Not yet. Yeah, I doubt it too. That's the sad thing. That's why we're reformatting. Well, there's only like six people that work up there. Yeah. I mean, like, they're not going to grow the... You can keep them, you can yeah. keep them isolated pretty yeah. good. Well, no, I just... I don't think they're going to grow the brand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, sorry. Shannon, do you, do you feel like we need as a, uh, as a collective... That, is that all you panel? want to say about you? Um, is that all there is to Mike? I really enjoy mojitos. Ooh, that is true. That is true. You really do. I really, I really yeah, do. Mojito I'd rather Mike. be called that than Ooh. Milky Mike. I think we could go but with Mojito Mike. I don't want either of those nicknames. <laughs> I, can't, I the, think Mojito Mike. I think Mike, Mike is my name. So no, if you're going to be a regular, if you're going to be a regular, you have to have a nickname. Shannon's going to be a regular. Yeah, but she's Shannon. I've never had a nickname in yeah. my whole life. We could call you the Blonde Bomber. That's your ping pong nickname. <laughs> I think That's okay. Let's keep that to the ping pong table. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, let's just say Shan, Shan the Man. Shan the Man. Sure. God sure. dang it, you said to not like it. Um, I'm not going to call you that. Uh, we'll Shan, we'll it's not really very catchy. <laughs> Neither is Milky Mike. It's gross. I don't know. It's been got, it's got on. Between y'all two. There, no, there's a reason it's in my phone. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, it was in Dexter's phone for some reason as Milky Mike. And we I'm don't know sure, why. I'm pretty I was sure. in Brandon's phone as Mike Augustus. <laughs> Do you know why? Not at all. Huh. Mike Augustus. That's yeah. a weird, oddly Roman name, you know? You know, well. Well, all right. Well, hey, let's jump into the first segment of the new format. This is Mike's movie moment. <laughs> I, pre- I prefer the movie minute, okay, but so we're still working that out. Moving from Mojito Mike to Movie Mike. Well, I just don't want any of these names to involve my name. Mojito Mike. Well, can't I just have like a cool like um, like? It's like, not our fault. You got handsome names. Mike or it's something like that. Roll off the tongue. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, All right. So here in uh, Mike's movie minute. Minute. You Mike's know, yeah. One moment. I didn't know that the difference between moment and minute is thirty seconds. Yeah, a moment is ninety seconds. A moment is ninety seconds. Random fact of the day. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. That's why. I was That's my that. next segment. My other segment. Random fact of the day, and that was the first installment. That was gonna. <laughs> that was. <laughs> so okay. you're just gonna all of your. Segments you're just gonna cut up into micro segments. Well, that one I just that one I just thought of, and we were needing more segments, and you know I can come micro up with segment it. Mike. Yeah, <laughs> micro segment Mike. That one's better. That one's way better. <laughs> I can just bust in with like, did you know Nazis invented Fanta, and then be done. That's two. So that's two random facts. I think I did actually know that Nazis invented Fanta. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I feel like I did know that. Do you want to know why? Uh, Do we have time? I feel like I've heard this, but I don't remember, so I would like to know. Okay, well, like, uh, Coca-Cola stopped shipping over there, so they just had to do with what they had. It's not that that great of a story, actually. (laughs) That was quick. Micro segment? That is is an interesting... If you think about it, like, basically the whole world says, hey, dude, you're cut off. Yeah. And they're just like, all right, we'll... We'll uh, We'll we'll make this cool orange drink. Yeah. Fenta. Oh, easy on the easy on the table, bro. That's me. Mm. Okay, so Mike's movie minutes. Okay, Mike's movie minute. So normally, so wait, set up, set up why why you're a movie guy first. Um, 
Well, I, like I'm, you just see a ridiculous amount of movies, like maybe more movies. Yeah, you do watch a lot. I do. Oh, I do. Do watch you just a lot enjoy of... the theater experience? Or like, I do. I, I like. I like going to the theaters. I even like going by myself. I mean, like I don't. I don't mind that at all. Um, uh, do you get some popcorn and a drink? No. I. All right. So what I do, and this is pretty much just for like I guess the local locations. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'll go. And I'll um, ask for a water cup, and then at some places like um, uh, Synergy, um, uh, <laughs> they have uh, fountain machines in the um, lobby, or excuse me, in the hallway to the movies. And so I'll just down my water because you got to stay hydrated, guys. You got to, um, uh, and then I'll fill it up with Sprite. <laughs> well, I mean, like, the movie tickets are like $9, so they should pretty much be incorporated. I don't know if I'd admit that on this podcast. Yeah, well, we can cut that out. Inter- no, no. Okay. It's international. Well, I was talking about the one back in. people listen in Spain. Um, hey, hey, Spain. What's up, Spain? <laughs> um, anyways, um, uh, okay. So, no, I don't, I don't get popcorn or anything. I really don't like to eat uh, during the movies. I just want to get in there. You just want to absorb I want like, to get in the there and experience. Watch you want that experience. I want to get in there. Um, uh, permeate. Permeate. They call it permeate my. Um, uh, I want to get in there <laughs> and I want to. <laughs> I want to get in there before the preview start, if mm-hmm. not so right like when they're. The I love watching the yeah, previews. Yeah, I like watching the previews. I don't. So I'm, I'm just weird where I don't want, to, don't want anyone to tell me about previews or about movies. But I won't, like, I'll see the previews in the theaters, and then that's the only way I'll watch a preview. Mm. I won't watch one on my phone or anything, because I still, like, if I see it come across TV, I'll watch it, but I won't go look for it, because I want a surprise, you know? So I'm... But is it a surprise if you're at the the movies? Well, I mean, like, what am I going to do? I mean, like, I I think that's the the original way of taking in um, uh, previews, mm. you know? Probably so, yeah. yeah. You'd think movies. Okay, so, yeah, so we, like, like get we like the chairs. We like the cool I like the chairs. air conditioning. Yeah, I mean, I like... Okay, so I go in. I usually like to sit um, uh, probably about three-fifths to three-fourths of the way up from the screen, somewhere uh-huh. in the middle area if I can, and um, I like to be at least one seat away from somebody, you know? <laughs> what about front and back? Is this, a, me? is this a circular one seat? Like, do you have, you know, in Minesuite, you'd have to click it and it would it'd say... Oh, know, I don't care if anybody's in front of... You don't want anybody touching you? But you don't want anybody in front of you. It just depends on what movie theater you were talking about. you definitely don't want anybody behind you. Okay. So kicking your seat. Um, uh, it's when I'm not clean. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, I think, um, uh, like, at Synergy and uh, Hollywood, where they have the uh, um, electric uh, ones that, like, oh, remind... The yeah. fancy seats, luxury loungers is what they're called. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. uh, I think I think uh, with those places, you can um, uh, have people in front of you and behind you when it's far enough. Mm. The only bad thing is when you have somebody in front of you who's on their phone, and then that's all you can look at. Or like... The, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. You can't be on your phone. In the, isn't it crazy? We just cannot get enough screens. Do you? I it's mean, like there's a huge-ass screen that you paid money to look at. Yeah. In front and of you, and now you're, and you're still looking at your own screen. Yeah. Like, what the heck, people? No, um, uh, I recently went to um, uh, the not the Dollar Theater, but the one at the mall, yeah. Westgate, and uh, I shushed somebody like I never shushed before. Like it was like this. Da- we went and saw a Mall, which is like a, a scarier movie, 
and um, uh, scarier movie. Um, uh, and this dad and his two daughters and son were over like to the right of us, just talking and laughing the whole time. And like to the point where they got up and all left as a group and came back as a group and then finally left. And I just got up and I was like, you know, shh. <laughs> you know? like, a bla- I, like a blatant shush. Yes, yeah, and I don't well, like to do that. Being rude, yeah. So don't be rude in the movie theater. Yeah, that's no, pretty that's much terrible. <laughs> that's terrible. Or you will get shushed. Yeah, if I'm there, you'll get shushed and throw my chunkle at you. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh,. But uh, we kind of right. got off track again. Yeah, so okay. no, we're in Mike's movie minute. Yeah, I want to say moment so bad. I like moment. Better. We'll talk about it. Um, we'll workshop that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so normally on Mike's movie minute, what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, watch a movie and I'm going to tell you about it. That's pretty much. So like today, are you? We need a rating system one through five. Is it going to be beards? I give that three beards. <laughs> Dexter had said we can do the happy ginger scale. <laughs> the happy ginger scale. Okay. Like one through five gingers. This is five happy. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I just don't. We do okay. we need like we need like a little scale. Like, well, like the Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like yeah. This movie is, but that's percentage wise. Yeah. I would, I, that's too much for me. I, I'd rather do one to five, and that way, if I really feel passionate about something, I can go into like the point five. How about we go mojitos? One Ooh. to five mojitos. All that has right. nothing to do with movies, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay, <laughs> okay. with it. I'm okay with it. Okay, so because right. I also rate my mojitos, um, like with friends who drink mojitos, I like snap them of like nine out of ten, eight out of ten. Um, uh, but that's for another. That's my mo- that's my mojito minute. So that um, could be that could be a, a even like finer breakdown. I give it four mojitos. Yeah. Three five-star movies. Yeah, I give it... <laughs> one, well, no, well, what I'll do is I'll really start calling people out, and I'll be like, I give it three mojitos from the Metropolitan. <laughs> they, make, they, they make the best, you know? So they, oh. I, have two. I don't think we've ever had a mojito. I don't think I've ever Some, I mean, I think like, we've had them homemade, but I don't think I've ever ordered They're hard to... Restaurant. They're good. I, to make homemade, I just get drunk off them. I make them way too, like... Because like, they come in, like, you know, 14 ounces. I don't know how much that is. And I always make them in a big glass. About seven to eight inches, is that what you're saying? Somewhere in the seven to eight inch height yeah. range? Yeah. It is not seven to eight inches. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, it is. I well, argue, I beg to differ. <laughs> I don't know what segment this is called anymore. I don't know if I want to be a part of it. Um, All right, so so your uh, your rating system is mojitos. Okay, mojitos. One through five mojitos. Okay. We'll just call them a standard eight mojito. What's Each mojito t- is an eight mojito. Oh, and, an oh, eight an, star, eight? an eight. Oh, star. that's that's really good. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's really it's good. A pretty strong rating that's, system. You that's know? I mean that's but also you saying that that's the bottom of Metro's rating. They don't do any worse than eight. So, are you are you shooting for like a Metropolitan sponsorship here? If we could because get it, if we could get it, I feel like I feel like you're pushing that real hard. You know, Metropolitan Mike. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you th- I, honestly, all I just want is one free mojito a week. That's all I want. You don't even. Have, I, you can serve it to me on the patio. I don't even have to come in. <laughs> we won't even let you. In. Yeah. Okay, so uh, as well, I feel like I, this is probably a good uh, moment, as good as any moment. To to pitch out the fact that um, our three year old Emmett, <clears throat> the previous era, he uh, he has not taken a nap yet. So uh, we're kind of 
we're kind of babying him. So Shannon may be stepping in and out of the podcast uh, as she has just stepped out to, to tend the child. But the other baby is chilling up in a bassinet, just straight snoozing, man. No problems there. You know what they call it a bassinet? No. Me neither. Oh. <laughs> oh, that would have been an impressive out of nowhere pool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess Emmett's going to join us. Okay, we'll see how this works. Yeah, we'll see how this works. Emmett, how you doing, buddy? Good? No. That was was the other baby. Yeah. (laughs) I got headphones on, so it's all coming from one place to me. All right. So, Mike's Movie Minute. Let's begin. Okay. uh, This week, last week, I watched uh, Stuber, starring Kamel Nanjiani and Dave Bautista. And uh, if you don't know who either of those are, Kamel Nanjiani, he's a really popular comedian right now. Super he was funny. in Deadpool, right? Was he, he the, the taxi driver in Deadpool? Or no, just com- you were just confusing him with another Indian. You were just confusing I don't him with I know who he is. But, uh, but he was in The Big Sick. Do you know, yeah, do you know how to spell his name? K-U-M-A-L, I'm not going to shoot for that last name. Nanjiani. Okay, I found him, Yeah. <laughs> Put me on the spot or that. Yeah, I um, uh, anyways, it, it's it's them two. Um, Dave Batista is, yeah, of course. Yeah, he's the guy in Silicon Valley. Sorry. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, should, yeah, yeah. I, I thought, that's, but then I, wasn't, I wanted to make sure that's, that's the same guy. That's what I should have said. Um, yeah, okay. That, that is a very different looking man. Yeah, than the other one? <laughs> yeah. Than the other guy? <laughs> than the other human being. <laughs> Completely different oh, person. Man. I thought you were going to be like, is that the kid from... Slumdog Millionaire? And now I'm just going to have to leave. <laughs> just walk out. Um, um, oh, so Stuber. 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 I thought you were saying Stuber. Stuber. Okay, Stuber. That's good to What's know. What's that stand for? Stuber. Like, why is it called Stuber? Because his name is Stu and he drives Uber. And his uh, boss calls him Stuber. Okay, cool. And they, for some reason, they decided to make that the name of the movie, which I, I mean, like, if them, it might be one of the funnier parts of the movie. And oh, it's when they drop that, the naming of him? Yeah. Uh, so, so it kind of ruins the funny part of the movie, or what? No, I'm just saying that might be one of the funniest parts in a movie that was just like a, kind let's of say funny. like a... Like a one mojito? Two mojito? Oh, a two mojito. Yeah, I mean, right. like, I mean, I enjoyed it, you know, but I was also just like ready for it to end. Um, uh, but anyway, let me get into the movie before I tear it <laughs> apart. Um, uh, Stu, played by Kamal Nanjiani, and then Dave Batista's character. I don't remember his name. He's a cop. I'm just going to call him Batista. Um, uh, uh, they get hooked up because uh, Stu drives Uber. Batista's daughter is a artist. Yeah, that's how you say that. She's an artist, and she has a gallery show, and she can't trust her dad to make it there um, uh, because... oh. Also, this is important. He had LASIK eye surgery at the beginning of the day, mm. beginning of the movie. So he can't drive anywhere. That's why he's getting the Uber. So she downloads the app for him. Oh, wait. Should we... Are you going to sum up the whole movie? I was just going to go... Re- I was just going to say, should we do like a spoiler alert? You know? I mean, are you going to give away the ending? I, 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 I don't have to. Okay. Well, yeah. that's, why, that's why I was calling. I was like, we might have to do a spoiler alert. I don't know if anybody's like dying to see Stuber. Yeah, but like, at some point, I'm not, I'm not, some point I don't know if somebody if somebody's gonna. I already be like, rated it bad. Why would we have a rating system if I'm not gonna tell them the end of it? I'm gonna tell them the end of it. It's Stuber. They can t- <laughs> tell us what you think if you'd like spoilers or not. Okay. Because that's what I was gonna say. Is it was like you gotta be careful when you. Yes, but this is Stuber. 
Just it's let not, him talk. We're not going to do it to Star Wars. <laughs> we won't. Okay. Um, uh, I, okay. So, uh, Batista's daughter gets in the Uber app. He calls an Uber. He gets Kumail Nanjiani to drive him around the whole day, pretty much kidnapping him, taking his keys, won't let him leave. Um, uh, then they finally, um, uh, they finally find the villain of the movie, which is the guy who killed uh, Batista's partner a year before. Mm-hmm. And he's some uh, typical, like... Super he, bad dude. Yeah, but he's also like a, like he's from like the triads or something, you know? Like they just tried to make a Japanese guy super bad or something. Mm. And, but now I say that he might be of some other kind of That Asian is kind of descent. interesting, dude. So. Isn't it weird that anytime you talk about like an Asian crime lord, it's always the triads? Like it's like the only one that exists is like the triads. I mean, I think that's the only one white people like us know. They're keeping that, that like under wraps. The Asians are like that they have more than... No, I just, I think that, the you know what I'm I saying? Don't, I don't think that the Asian people are keeping it under wraps, I think that... It's like the mob. No, I just that's think that's what we can we I think, I think we've just seen enough movies that involve the triads. Oh, okay. I mean, like, do you know any news reports that you read about the triads? No. Me neither. Oh, really? So, I don't actually know much about them at all. Yeah, so. I've only seen them in, like, uh... They're just folklore. I can't even think of what movie, you know? But honestly... Any movie with uh, Asian actors, no. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm thinking Jet Li. Not Jet Li. Probably fought him I'm talking about. Times. I'm talking about like in what movie? The last movie I watched is Crazy Rich Asians. So. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny if they were in that. I don't think they're yeah, in that. No. <laughs> is that the backstory? Um, uh, no. See, we've got off on. Yeah, he got time. married in Hong Kong, came back, Batista beat the shit out of him. You know, from Crazy Rich Asians. Never mind. Have you seen that? Continue. No, I haven't seen okay. it. You haven't seen it either. I have. Oh. I watched most Did you watch of it. it at the station? I watched most of it at the station, yeah. <laughs> Is that a movie that you'd watch at the station? I mean, I'll watch everything at the station. Most people hate what I watch, like, but... Um, Continue. Okay. Um, let me think of where I left off. All right. Um, so, I've said um three times now. I'm not going to do it again. So... Stu, the Uber driver, <laughs> picks up Batista. He he, Batista pretty much kidnaps him for the whole day, trying to find um, the villain. They find him, and at the end, uh, Batista's like, you know, go uh, go be with your girl. Oh, to the, Stu? Yeah, it's Stu because Stu is Stu falls in love with the daughter. You ruined it. Yes, he does. But at the very end. <laughs> At the very end. You really need to work on this movie. Yeah. yeah, I think we should. This has been more than a moment. Yeah, but we've also... <laughs> yeah, I think we should work on it. All right, that was... That so was what, two that was, out of five mojitos? Two, two out, out of five mojitos. Okay, give me... That'll be better next give time. Me, give me an example <laughs> of a five mojito movie. Okay. Like, what's an example of a five mojito? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Ooh, I tried watching that. Yeah, we should make it very far. That was the cartoon one, right? Yeah, yes, definitely. It's that's I think the best Marvel movie made. Really? Yeah. And it wasn't interested. Yeah. It's not for he, kids. He started yeah. off it's, he started it's, off a little interested. Well, it's really not for kids. It's like yeah. there's like big messages in it. Big big messages, messages in it. Alright, what's your example of a one star? Of a one one mojito? Sharknado? I've never watched it. You ever seen Spring Break? 
No. no. With like James Franco? I, I, I know oh, what you're talking yeah. about, but I didn't see it. That movie? It's pretty bad. <laughs> Spring Break. Oh, Spring Breakers. Yeah. Oh, Spring, Spring Breakers. Breakers. Spring Break might be a good movie. Never <laughs> seen it. Spring Breakers are a bad movie. Bad movie. <laughs> bad movie. I was thinking Spring Break sounded like one of the scary, like a scary movie. Yeah. That was out or something. Okay, that's a one star, or one mojito, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what do you think? Is that a wrap on the Mike's Movie I mean, moments? I'd like a redo, but yeah, probably. <laughs> Mike's Movie Moments. That was more than one moment, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Mike's Movie Moments. Mike's Movie Multiple Moments. Ooh, Mike's Movie <laughs> <laughs> Multiple Minutes. <laughs> mojito Mike's Multiple Movie Minutes. As long as Milky's not in there. Because you don't want a Milky Mojito. I actually don't even know what that would be. Like, like a, a, a white Russian Mojito. What, what is Mojito? Is that Mexican? It's Cuban. 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 Okay, so... Bondo. Man, I bet that there are some Russian Cubans running around, like as a race, because of the whole Castro thing, you know? No. The, the Cuban Missile Crisis. All right, so next segment. Okay, you know Russia was storing warheads in Cuba. If every time I come on here and you're going to try and embarrass me with stuff I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't know that. I mean, but I mean, you like, the one talking about Hitler. If I start talking about the Soviets, I mean, like, I never brought Hitler up oh, at no, all. You didn't. You yeah, brought you did. the I brought Nazis. the Nazis. Up. Nazis. Oh. You didn't say Hitler. two different. Well, that's an in, almost an insinuation, you know. Mm. But anyway, I don't know. I figured you, there, there's a chance you're going to know about the Cuban Missile Crisis. You didn't know about no, the I Cuban Missile Crisis? No, I mean, I, I mean, like, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, granted, you know, I am younger than you, but yeah, I mean, like, it wasn't maybe... Not that much. But this is, um, I think you're... Okay. No, I, I mean, it's not something I've ever looked into outside of... Uh, there's some great conspiracies about learning the Gulf of Tonka, right? Wasn't that the Gulf of Tonkin? I don't know, I might have... Shannon, is it? The Bay of... Oh, no, no. No, it was the Bay of Pigs. I'm not... The Bay of Pigs. What is the goal of Tonka? No, that was another, like, military thing. Maybe catastrophe. That might have had to do with Vietnam, though. Regardless, it was the same era. All right. (laughs) We're closing that segment down. Yeah. The next segment. Um, I'm going to take a second... To talk to Shannon about linguistics. This is going to be one of the one of the segments. Is, is Shannon nerding out? Maybe that's what we'll call the segment. But to start off, Shannon, what is your your background? Like you went to school, you got your English degree from WT. Yep. And then you take it from there. And now I'm currently going to Tech to get my master's in linguistics. Yes, going to grad school at Tech, and you've had. How many classes? Two classes of grad school or three? Three classes. Three grad. I'm going slowly. What What were the three classes you've taken? I've had compositional semantics, theory, and Western literature. Okay. Yeah. And then I will take phonology next semester. Okay. So, um, what are some of the miscon the first misconceptions around like what linguistics <laughs> is? Well, there's a lot. You get this one. What is the first question you get? Every single time. How many languages do I speak? How many languages do you speak? I was going to say, what does linguistics actually mean? <laughs> <laughs> linguistics is the science of language. For so those people who didn't know. Yeah, no, it's not necessarily just one specific language. It's not learning languages, like learning to speak languages. It is actually the science behind what makes 
language. And see, I almost feel like you have to start with Noam Chomsky. Well, he, I mean, there's, there's he, like, multiple great linguists that have really further linguistics, but he was definitely the most modern one, and yeah. he definitely and he's still revolutionized alive, dude. it. He no. revolutionized it, and he's still alive. Yeah. No Rockstar. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he is one of the he, great intellectuals of our, yeah. of hey, our man, day. Possibly one of the smartest dudes currently alive, would you say? I mean, I would argue so. Yeah, there's a chance. We should have him on the podcast. Yeah. Go him up. If anybody can holler at Gnome, holler at him for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would love to have him on. But, um... So he basically realized that there was a universal language, right? That all languages follow... Well, universal grammar. Oh, universal grammar. All languages follow the same grammatical rules. Sure. So, well, not... (laughs) Not so simply said? Not so simply put like that. Anyways, where do you mean to begin? I mean, do you want me to follow that rabbit hole, or do you want me to go back to just linguistics? Um, what do you think? Uh, let's get down that rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. Let's... Okay, because one of the other misconceptions of just grammar is that grammar is just what we learned in school. So, like, if I say I like grammar to people, most people will think, like, oh, I'm a grammar Nazi, haha. Like, no, <laughs> that is so wrong. I mean, you are. No. No, so let me explain. So, grammar can be broken down into two categories descriptive grammar and prescriptive grammar. Okay. Prescriptive grammar is like you prescribe what grammar should be, which is what we learn in schools. So they say, like, grammar should be I before E except after C. Okay. Grammar should be don't split infinitives. Now, descriptive grammar is... Descri- <laughs> Do you need to know what an infinitive nope. is? <laughs> no. Descriptive grammar is describing what grammar naturally and already is. Okay. So most linguists fall under, like, the descriptive category. And I'm not saying that we can't have one without the other. There's a need for both. But it's also wrong to only look at grammar as prescriptive grammar, which is what yeah. most people do. It's just, this is grammar. And this idea of universal grammar, like what you were talking about, that's what Noam kind of revolutionized, is that every language has grammar. Every language, even... Pigeon languages. Yeah, I mean, we naturally have grammar. Do you know what a pigeon language is? I'm assuming a language spoken between pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a contact language. So like two contact language. Do you know what contact language is? <laughs> I assume it's language through contact. <laughs> through con- like kissing? <laughs> I mean, I mean like, love love like, like we're, I'm contacting you right now. We're not kissing. I mean, true, we could be contact. kissing. So a pigeon language doesn't necessarily have grammar, but the interesting thing uh, about it is no, that it's, it's, oh, go ahead. if you give it like a generation, it will develop grammar. So pidgin language is whenever like you take Africans or like an African and bring them to America. The first generation, those kids mm-hmm. are going to speak both Afri- like the Somali and they're going to Okay, learn- let me just let me just <laughs> Yeah, you know probably do it better. It's just two languages that have to have to kind of work together. Okay. So they have what's called a pidgin where it's just kind of they know enough to contact the other language yeah. and vice versa. But it's not a full-on language. Oh, like a homing pigeon. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking you about. You said they have enough knowledge and with the language to contact back home. 
Um. <laughs> you think that's where it came from? No, no it's not spelled. It's not spelled like like a pigeon, like bird. Why are you gonna lead me to believe that? <laughs> like we were making pigeon noises all again. Okay, you were making them. You made you them. Made it. Anyways, anyways, sorry, sorry. I joined you in making. Now, the now idea is that we all have grammar, like innately. Like yeah. Emmett already is learning grammar. I don't have to teach him. I don't have yeah. to go through different conjugations for him to learn grammar. He knows it. I mean, he's learning it, and we just develop it because it's innate to humans. Yeah. So it's like our superpower. It's lame. It. I mean. It, I mean. It, I mean. That's, that's a good way to describe it, but I'd much rather be like. We can communicate. Invisible. How awesome is that? That's what I was about to say. Coming from a stand-up comedian, you're saying it's lame. Language? No, 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 no. If our superpower is... That's what our superpower is, is being able to speak to each other. Okay, well, let's just say, I mean, that is great, and that's very helpful, (laughs) but I'm just, I mean, like, are we comparing it to other superpowers? Listen to this, Mike. Imagine a world where we couldn't talk. If we were all invisible and we couldn't talk to each other, how would you even know that I was there? <laughs> how would I? How would I have known you were there why in the first place? If we could talk, why would I care? Because I wouldn't know anybody was there. Honestly, That's people would just be bumping if, into each if other. Our like, if our superhero power is that we were invisible, can you turn back from being invisible? Because that, or if it's not, a, but if you can't, can, then it's not a power. If it's you a can't curse. talk, it would make any sense. Dude. So, anyway, I'd just be like an octopus, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard for me to like keep a train of thought <laughs> with that. Being an octopus, uh, yeah. yeah. So basically, I think it's good to have rules for grammar, like prescriptive grammar. There is a need for that. There is a need to learn how to communicate effectively and how to write. The problem is when people equate grammar with, first of all, standard American English and with intelligence. So who is creating these rules? Mm. And then who who is it benefiting? I mean, like, I learned standard American English growing up. And then I go to school where I'm being taught standard American English dialect. So I mean, no she problem. applies for jobs where she's speaking standard American. And where most of the times the employers are speaking standard American English. Okay. So I have no problem with it. But take an African American person who might speak African American dialect. They go to school and they get bad grades because they don't speak standard American English dialect. Yeah. But linguists have proven that they have grammar. I mean, like, they, they are grammatically correct in the way they speak. Yeah. It is a dialect. Yeah. But... We look at it as a less intelligent form of speaking. It's bullshit. It is. So, I mean, who is it benefiting and who is it not benefiting? So, I do hate it when people, especially like Facebook, and they resort to correcting someone's grammar in an argument. And that's the thing is, like, grammar changes. Like, uh, our grammar rules change over time. So, when people sit there and want to, like, argue, say, oh, well, you didn't use this and you didn't punctuate here that's not reflecting someone's intelligence it's usually reflecting their education yeah their upbringing or yeah and that's not the same thing intelligence does not equate or education does not equate intelligence so that's a big pet peeve of mine yeah, okay. interesting but so and i would say i went down the rabbit hole around on uh misconceptions around linguistics okay um is that one misconception well that's is one that is that speak? if i say grammar People think that I'm just talking about school Correcting people. Yeah, Whereas correcting people. there's actually all science around it. Yeah, I'm talking about the science of grammar. Do you, so, what? Do you know the ology of it? What's it called? 
Well, so linguistics can be broken down into several categories, like yeah. phonology, morphology, okay. syntax, and semantics, and pragmatics. Okay. So it's like speech sounds, speech forms, conversations, and like speech meanings. So, I mean, you can break it down. And then within that, there's subcategories. I mean, it's a huge umbrella. So that's kind of a very, very short description of okay. linguistics. Now, um, what is your next class that you're about to be taking? Phonology. And now, so this would be a good, like, ground. Because this is one of the, <clears throat> so part of with uh, the Shannon nerding out segment, um, it's going to be talking about the school and the classes that you're taking. Part of the problem is that you and I, Shannon and myself, have these conversations each day, day in and day out, over coffee, over breakfast, where you're telling me about the stuff you're learning in your class. And then I assimilate the knowledge and pretend like I know it. And sometimes I speak from a, from a place of uh, slight ignorance, you know. Um, so there's been several things I've said on this podcast that may or may not have been maybe Correct. they were founded in reality but they were not necessarily reflective of reality so uh, it's a nice way of saying you were wrong I was wrong I was wrong <laughs> that's a very long way around that I'll, but yeah. I'll admit that sometimes I was wrong sometimes I feel like I was right oh yeah sometimes get a grasp on nothing it wrong with being wrong nothing wrong with being wrong a, blo- um, a, what's a broke clock is right twice a time or twice a day yeah <laughs> <laughs> unless it's digital unless it's digital <laughs> then it's just broken then it's just broken <laughs> yeah. it just has it just has and then it's uh, just uh, eight. then it's just junk it just has eight <laughs> There's no, there's no 88, 88 o'clock, you know? There's no 88. Anyway. I'm trying to do military time. I'm like, he's right. He's right. <laughs> he's right. <laughs> All right. So what is uh, phonology? Uh, very, again, very, just dis- very uh, short description. You know, none of these are all the way in depth. But the study of speech sounds. So like. Like a glottal stop. Yeah. Exactly, like a glottal stop. I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, it's like a if German. you use your throat, like, uh, like, like uh-oh. Like, not uh, that those are always... We don't really have glottals in English. Yeah. German's very glottal. Glottally. It's like language. It's beautiful. So, phonology, I mean, there, like I said, there's multiple subcategories in phonology. But you can look at speech patterns. You can look at speech patterns within a certain language. Like, why doesn't English have... Glottals and why German does. Glottals. Um, yeah, glottals. Glottals. Like GL. Glottal noise. Like G-L-O-T-T-A-L. I was trying to make it say it. glottals. Glottals. If you have a daughter, you should name her Glottals. <laughs> beautiful name. Hey, Glotty. There oh, you go. Glottie. Oh, Glotty. Oh, Glotty. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's all these different speech sounds, like, and then physiologically, how we say them and why we can say them. Um, just basically has to do everything with speech sounds within a language or comparing languages. Was that your phone? I didn't bring my phone. I'm being professional. <laughs> I didn't bring my phone, please. Millennials. <clears throat> so, so, is that about, do you feel like that described it enough to give people like a, a little... Well, that's a very broad description, but I feel like it's enough. Just I mean, a little taste? Yeah. Just a little. As I go throughout the course, I can... Is this an ASMR podcast? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. Yeah, what ASMR? Is... Oh. 
You guys, what are Something. you talking? That's like like when people like really enjoy the sound of like a or like a uh, you know just really weird noises and like. What does it stand for? Oh, I could never tell you. Well, this here, is this is Shannon's job. Yeah, yeah that's um, true. I mean, point. I have. I thought maybe you knew. ASMR. ASML. ASMR. I think Matt, one of the guys. Autonomous sensory meridian response. Yeah. It's like some people do it like with a kid. Why does ASMR make you tingle? And they talk like this. And it does something for the listener. Oh. ASMR is sometimes called a brain gasm. A brain gasm. I just gave some people a brain gasm. Hey, you're welcome. Passed out a handful of brain gasms right yeah. there. <laughs> it would be cool if you could like I mean Man, that might be a good marketing term. Like if somebody was like hey, try gasm. our bar a product, you'll get a brain gasm. I would buy that product. <laughs> Whatever. That sounds like alpha brain yes. or something. <laughs> I'd be all about it. Um Sounds like an alpha brain spinoff. Yeah. Ooh, brain gasm. <laughs> Oh, uh, all right, so uh, what I decided to like wrap up the show chit chatting about was going to be Westworld, because Mike, you've seen all of Westworld, mm-hmm. Shannon. So I'll let you introduce this. I'm going to step out and grab a beer while you're introducing um, your Western class into your paper, and my, Mike, ask some questions as as she as she does this. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Okay, so let me preface this by saying I have had all summer off, <laughs> and I had a baby. So if I'm a little rusty on some of this, I apologize. But I mean, okay, I mean I haven't seen it. I wish we I would have known about this one. I, I know Dexter kind of yeah. like threw this on me yesterday, and then today he's like, "So have you brushed up on all of this?" I'm like, I've been taking care of two kids. You've been here with me. Yeah, and yeah. I haven't watched Westworld. Yeah. So. so, yeah, no, I mean, I'm coming from a little bit of a distance from it, too, so don't worry. Okay, good. So, yeah, I took a Western literature class last semester, and, of course, like, what well, was a Western literature and film? So, we kind of started with, like, 19th century literature and film, but then we worked our way to Westworld just kind of as an example of what a maybe modern Western looks like and what it can look like mm-hmm. and how the Western genre can expand what we what we think is western of just cowboys and indians so this is kind of like westworld is like a modern yeah. on a western so I, I mean i agree but also like were there i mean and i don't know how many other western movies you've seen or y'all had to research but were there many western sci-fis like uh, our, our parents westerns you know well, so the idea of the Western genre, and basically like what our teacher was trying to yeah. get at with Westworld, is that the what makes a Western a Western can cross genres. So basically, like with with a Western, um, there has to be like a personal identity conflict. There has to be some like argument over land or like ownership. Okay. There has to be. Um, gosh, I, I wish I would have. Brushed up. <laughs> prepared better for this. Gee, Shannon, you could you could Google. Well, I mean, I have a notebook full of all this stuff. I forgot to grab it. Yeah. So there are these, there are these key points that have to make a Western a Western. But that's what she was saying. Is like you can apply this to space because in space you may have a protagonist who is fighting 
over land yeah. by I someone. Star Wars. Dude, yeah. Star Wars is, it, is it's, it's, it's cowboys in space. Quint- it's essential. It, it, yeah. Exactly. So that's kind of the You've got idea. the outlaw. You've got the hero. The hero. You've got the subjugation of women. Yeah. Were you going to say harem? Well, I, I thought maybe you were going to say like heroin. I was like, going to yeah. say heroin. What did like, I say? You said hero, hero. Like hero. But isn't harem like a... A harem is like what uh, what old Jewish ballers used to have. Yeah. Back as they were like marching through the desert, dude. They were just like, I hey, these I... are all my bitches back here. Okay. So yeah, so that's why I thought you were, were going to say harem. But I'm mostly just glad I knew what that word meant. Yeah. All right. So um, yeah, it was basically a the Western, Western genre is not... Um, solely mm-hmm. focused on just cowboys on the plains mm-hmm. riding horses. I mean, would it that can, be a motif or well, genre? I, I guess it'd be more of an era. Yeah, an era is a better way to put it. Mm. Yes, to bring your thing back. Yeah, <laughs> era. Yeah, it's dude. we can now Cow watch how holler. how the western genre is evolving. Mm-hmm. Um. Where are we all at? I'm sorry. So we, I just basically out of the room for a second. We hadn't just, talked about Westworld. Yeah, we had. So um, I just kind of said why we watched Westworld. Oh first. yeah, yeah. Why it was relevant to the yeah. And yeah. that it's kind of funny because I feel like the Western class, like I could hear a lot of old dudes being like, "That's the problem with our educational system these days is kids take silly classes like Western history, you know, or like uh, Western. the Western genre." Genre history. I feel like old, and I feel like when we say old people, we're talking about old white people, you know, because yeah. they're the most like crusty and like well, they're the ones things. I, they're the ones I know the most of. Yeah. Not, well, I mean, I feel like those well, people. That's the kind of classes they'd like you to take. There's, they're that's the ones what they're, that they, they like that stuff. Yeah. Well, oh. so it's interesting. I mean, we watched, for example, like John Wayne's The Searchers. I don't know if you've seen it. I had never seen it before. I was named after John Wayne's character in a movie, but I've never seen many of them. Okay. Yeah. What, do you know what movie? Um, the Green Beret. Oh. oh. General or Corporal or Sergeant Michael Kirby. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That was a true story, I think. Cool. Michael Rip. Kirby holler. So, in The Searchers, well, it was just interesting because that, I had never watched this movie, and I know it was like, very well received because of the directing and the, like the cinematography the is, is great. amazing. Yeah, the story I kind of hated it. I and mean, even the acting was just well. Like, it just it's a certain era. It's a certain yeah. period of time where John Wayne's supposed to be this masculine douchebag. He's super rude to the Indians. He's rude to women. Like they're he trying talks to down rescue to almost everybody. A man's man. I mean, yes, exactly. Like that definition yeah. of of yeah being manly. And so, like, the movie is him trying to rescue Debbie, his niece, from the Indians. And there's nothing worse than her becoming an Indian. Yeah. So, like, he'd rather her die yeah. than live Or kill her. Yeah, like, he was going to kill her. Like, at one point in time... Because she is... was already tainted by the Indians. Yeah, yeah. this dude... This and dude you know does... what that means. She got back! Okay. Oh, yeah. They were fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can cuss on her yet. I think you can. Keep it to a minimum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Occasionally. Yeah. yeah. Spice it up. Yeah, spice it up. So, of course, I'm watching this, and it is. it is Like, it's hard to watch in today's time. Yeah. You're like, this? This was, like, well-received? And, yeah. I mean, it well, doesn't... It's, it's the, uh, it the story of, of uh, Quanta Parker's mother. Loosely based. Yeah, Cynthia Parker. You know they have his head headdress at Panhandle Plains Museum right now? Yeah, oh. it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah we today. do need to go see that. We need yeah. to go to Panhandle Plains Museum. As well as the Kiowa Museum. 
the Kiowa. I've never. It's it's on I forty. Yeah, I don't. We've uh, never been. Yeah, I haven't been it. either. But it, it looks pretty cool. But okay. so in class, we just kind of watch these, and then to break it down and kind of talk about these different like tropes and motifs that were so relevant to a time period that we are moving past, thankfully. Um, and it's interesting because I think most of the westerns I'd grown up with are the revisionist westerns. Mm-hmm. So they're or like an anti western. So like Westworld is known as an anti western. Yeah. And I didn't realize that I didn't. I had never gone far enough back in the Western. Well, even Gone with, or not Gone with the Wind, but um, even uh, Lonesome Dove. Yeah, it's actually con- so Lonesome Dove, which most people would point to and say this is the a classic Western, Western, classic Western that I love. It's actually an anti-Western. He wrote it to As literally a, be an anti-Western. He was Larry so fed McMurkry. up. McMurtry. McMurtry. I've never <laughs> seen it. Oh, it's it's beautiful. It's yeah. read the book. It's way better. <laughs> That's what I'll do. <laughs> the most pretentious thing that you can ever say is the book's way better. But Although ninety-eight percent of the time, it's fair. because you to to allude to Mike's movie minute, the only movie slash book combination that Shannon and I there's two there's two there's two books there's two. that I think the movie well TV if TV oh. series count. Okay. Let's if get them out there. What are they? Fight Club. The first one's Fight Club. I like the movie better than the See, book. See, and now I, I like the book better, except the ending in the movie is better than the okay. ending in the book. Well, and the, the casting's just... The casting is spot on. You can, I mean, like, oh, the book, dude. when I read the book, I just can't not yeah. picture Brad yeah. Pitt. Yeah. I mean, it's And Marla beautiful. Singer. Uh, what's her name? What's that actress's name? Oh. Hel- <laughs> Helena Bottom, Bonham Carter. Helena... Yeah, she's in a ton of shit, but she was a perfect Marla singer. Like, perfect. Like, all of that casting was perfect. Yeah, so that one, and then for TV series, The Handmaid's Tale is way better than the book. Which one, Handmaid's Tale? The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. I thought the book. Have you watched that new season? Uh, No, we haven't. I haven't either. Because the book is literally just season one. Okay. So then season two and three are going completely They're going off script, dude. Oh, well, season two was good. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. That's uh-huh. I thought the the TV series did a much better job of just diving into characters and explaining things better. The book kind of, to me, was a little shallow. Yeah, yeah. All right, all that. Bring it back to, to like Westworld. Westworld. So Westworld is an anti-Western. It's, an anti-Western. it's trying to come back and like flip these. Is it because like women heroes and stuff? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, there, so there's, there's a lot of different ones in it that yeah. are kind of interesting. Yeah, because a woman typically has to be rescued at a Western. Yeah. So to turn this around and have a woman do the rescuing is new, you know, or was new to the Western genre. Emmett, Emmett. Hey, go sit down. I'll turn hey, Emmett, you can watch TV, but look, you got to say hello to everybody first. You got to say hello to the podcast world, Emmett. Please. Don't make him. I <laughs> won't we'll make him. Okay, go sit down. I'll turn it. All right, one of these days, Emmett, you're going to say sit. hello. See you later, dude. See you, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, uh, somebody should close that door. Close okay. It. That was very adorable, pretty cute. That's the thing about living with a three-year-old is you realize that the line between cute and um, annoying is like it's oh, like no. razor he thin. He annoys me a lot. And there's a lot. There's a lot of times where he is annoying me, 
But it's cute. But then it like it's on the cute side, so I can't even be mad. You well, know? and he's three. I and mean, the three, threes have yeah. hit like full force. Oh, yeah. So like when it's, he's four, oh, he better he, straighten. Well, up. he knows he knows how to annoy us. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> he knows he is annoying us, and he's doing it on purpose. He does it. That's my yeah. Guy. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's it's one of those uh, attributes that I want to flourish in him. Like I love the uh, the instigator, <laughs> the. Uh, what what is the term that I'm looking for? Agitator, you know. I don't really want him to be an agitator. Well, it, I think maybe that's something you grow good. into once you are not a if you're bully if, in school. Well, no, you know? I mean you don't have to. You just want him to like the best anti bullies. The, huh? the best anti bullies are agitators, as well. He doesn't just sit back and accept. Authority. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those Which things is a good he's thing. gonna continue no, I mean, yeah, yeah. the system. So it's, it's not like, right now. I have yeah. a real when problem I'm with authority, so authority. yeah. <laughs> Everybody has a problem with authority. Yeah. Let's go back to Westworld. So, Westworld. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Talking good. about authority. Oh, my God. So, in class, we had to just write a paper, our final paper, on, on one of the books slash movies slash TV shows that we watched or read. And, of course, I took on the whole Westworld. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Stupidly, stupidly stupid. takes on the entire too, Westworld. Way too much. Dude. Well, just season one, but still, just season too one, much. yeah. You couldn't have been like, I'm doing episode one through two. Well, yeah, I mean, I could have picked a book. I could have picked a 200-page book yeah. and applied a theory to it and written a beautiful paper. But no, I pick a whole TV show, and then yeah, I pick Gramsci. And, it, and it's deep, dude. Who's a theorist who has... Oh, do you want to introduce Gramsci real quick? Yeah, so Gramsci... Um, do you need to pull this up on your phone? or you? Well, I'm just going to do it quick. I mean, if you want an in-depth... In Google uh, yeah, if you want to go more in depth with him, he's great. Check him out. I'm not going to give you that deep of a description. You're not a college professor. Exactly. Yet. I mean, I just studied him for the first time this last semester. Yeah. But he was uh, he was an Italian communist at the time of Mussolini. So he was in prison right, most of the like right before Mussolini. So like as the Communist Party was coming to power in Italy. He was trying he was, to fight fascism and yeah, got in prison for it. He was against Mussolini. So like a lot of people don't realize that the Communist Party was not one unified thing. There was a lot of different factions with a lot of different theories. So he basically or his <clears throat> ideas stem from Marxism. Okay. Um so he basically talks about like the bourgeois and the proletariats, like a ruling class, working class, and he wants to kind of take. We're all working class proletariats, correct? Yeah. Maybe you're not. I'm definitely a proletariat. Well, it depends on on if you're looking on a global scale. Oh, good point. Because then none of That's, us are the proletariats. None of us are proletariats. <laughs> it depends on, on what you want to zoom in on. Right. Anyways, he wants to take basically Marx's ideas. And not necessarily further them, but look more in depth at them. So, like, why? Why is this the way it is? Like, why do the proletariats just sit back? Because Marx predicted, like, this revolution, that the proletariats would rise up and revolt against the bourgeois class. And they didn't. I mean, by the time Gramsci was coming along, no one had revolted. If anything, it had just become, like, more defined the classes had become more defined and so he couldn't figure out why why people just sat back and accepted their roles so he kind of de- like developed and he contributed a lot to the idea of hegemony mm. that was one of his like main you points. know what my first introduction to hegemony was i don't know what hegemony is it was ender's game the rise of the hegemon 
hegemony. The book or the 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 movie? Because I've seen the movie. So the book was Ender's, or the movie was Ender's Game. Yeah. The book series was Ender's Game, Ender's Shadow, Rise of the Hegemon, um, Speaker for the Dead. Uh, I can't even think of all of them, but it was like a huge. Orson Scott Card wrote a huge like uh, world. But what what is hege hege money? So well, you can. I mean, you can say hegemony or like hegemony. You can say both. Both are acceptable. I say hegemony. 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 Hegemony or like hegemony. Hegemony. It's easier to say. Hegemony. Hegemony. Hegemony cricket. Yeah. Hegemony cricket. All right. There you go. So, hegemony is just, like, leadership or dominance. And Gramsci basically said, like, cultural hegemony is, like, dominance through mental coercion. So, he really looked into this idea of consent. So, like, he basically said the proletariats are not being ruled by physical force. Nobody is standing on the street corners forcing people to get up and go to work every morning and forcing them to continue this life. They are accepting it. And they are gladly getting up and going to work. Yeah. And so you have to remember in America at this time we had like Ford and the assembly line. So he kind of does talk about Fordism as well and kind of looks into like why are people so gladly getting up and going to these shitty working conditions. Yeah. In steps, the first connection between Gramsci's world and Westford. Westford. Dr. Ford. Dr. Ford. And how you know how the whole intro. Oh. You know how the whole the whole intro to the okay. to the series was the people being assembled, mm-hmm. the machines being assembled. That's a that's supposed a to be like assembly line a forward. Yeah, that's like a, an assembly line. So it, it is kind of interesting because I don't know to what extent the writers of the show were actually. Um, aware that they were making, they had to have been they actually were, aware. They were definitely aware. Of, I mean, to some extent. Yeah. I don't know if they were overtly trying to send a message, but they were aware of like the Marxist tones they were sending in Westworld. I mean, there's no way they weren't. Do you think they would have been red listed back in the day? Do you know what red listing was? Yes, and I don't, I, I don't know. Or blacklisted. I think blacklisted. It was blacklisted, yeah, but okay. it was the communist. Yeah, scare. red. Yeah, oh. I was thinking. <laughs> okay, yeah, that makes sense. So, back to Gramsci. The Red Scare, I guess is what they were called. Go ahead. Basically, all this to say, he explored this idea of consent and basically said the proletariats consented to being ruled. They, they agreed to it by hegemony. So, like, the ruling class had these common sense ideas that filtered through society, through education, through the media, different sources. The proletariats accepted these ideas and agreed to being ruled, like, by them and, and through them. So, so now you step into the world. So, so Yeah, so I applied this theory, world. which, okay, just a little bit more about Gramsci. <laughs> While he was in prison, he wrote 32 of what they call prison notebooks. Yeah. <laughs> so this is just what made my paper so stupid. So I'm taking the whole West World season one, 32 prison notebooks, and trying to write a paper. And trying to combine them all. In one semester. It was yeah. just stupid. Stupid. But I learned a lot. Yeah. So, applying it to Westworld, I mean, there's a clear divide of the robots. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like the hosts versus the rulers. Mm-hmm. Um, so the we guests. Have... The hosts and the guests. Yes. Because I think even, like, the labeling of them that way was, like, pretty pivotal in the interpretation. Like, it was the guests who were enjoying... 
And, you and the him host, amusing, the host, yeah, the hosts who were entertained. They were literally there for the pleasure of the guests. Yeah. And um, so we, yeah, I mean, like Dolores is a great example of someone who exploring this idea of consent. She seems to consent to her role, right? She gets up every day and she has this beautiful speech about like choosing to see the beauty. But isn't she programmed to see the beauty? Like, or she's programmed to even say that it's scripted. So I think what I argued was that the show is exploring this idea of consent and that they're not able to consent because they're programmed. Like she's not able to say, I don't want this. I'm like, this is literally like you were ruling over me and I don't want this because she's programmed to say, I love this. I'm choosing to see the beauty until the end, until she realizes kind of what's going on. Spoiler alert. Yeah, true. I'm not going to go all yeah. the way there. This has been out for a while, yeah. Westworld. And uh, the third season is about it's to come out. It's coming out, well, 2020. So, yeah. yeah, so people can catch up and have plenty of time. And I don't think anything about it would be ruining. I, I don't feel like I would be hurting anybody's feelings at this point by spoiling something. But We can say one thing. Do you want to say it or do you want me to say it? I don't know. About what? Her tagline? You should say it. Say it. I don't know what you're getting at. You'll know. These wicked ends have wicked mm-hmm. delights. Oh, which is Shakespeare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that comes from Bernard, right? In it in the series. Arnold. If people, well, oh, Arnold. Yeah, I guess Arnold says it. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we're getting into sports. Who is it? <laughs> well, all this to say, if people haven't seen the show, don't listen to this. Yeah, if people haven't seen the we show, didn't give I guess away, I don't a big think. segment of that, but. But so, what did you get when you watch Westworld, Mike? Well, hold on. Can I say just one more thing, real quick? Oh yeah, go ahead. Are we going into spoilers or not? You can spoil. Okay. Spoiler alert. Yeah. There's about to be a spoiler. Don't listen for the next two minutes. But if you haven't watched Westworld by now, you're a loser, and you probably have this. I don't think you're a loser. I think you have a lot of stuff going on right now, (laughs) and you can get to it when you get to it. So I just wanted to add, because like I said, I used Dolores as an example as a proletariat slash host who isn't able to consent to her world. Yeah. But I think Bernard also apply or also allows for a different interpretation. Well, not a different interpretation, a further explanation, I guess, mm. because he would maybe be an example of the bourgeois. As I mean, he's he's programming them. Yeah. But at the same time, he is also programmed. Yeah. So I think it just shows the widespreading effects of hegemony that it does go past the proletariat. So it's not that the ruling class is always aware of what's going on. He had no idea what was going on. He thought he was a real person. Yeah, and he, he wasn't. He was just as programmed. Yeah. So I just but wanted to we, add that we in only there. saw the interactions where he thought he was a real person, like that, because obviously, like one of the do- things Doctor Ford says is like that he is shown him that he was was not a real person and he chose to forget it multiple times. I think that's like kind of He chose I thought Dr. Ford chose for him. No, he he rolled he rolled him back. Yeah. Dr. He chose Ford. to roll him like yeah. roll himself back though, right? Or uh, did Ford, I'm pretty sure Dr. Ford rolled him because back. Because at the end of it he says, "Okay, well I can't roll you back now because I thought that Bernard made a different choice." Maybe No. Okay, no, I was just saying, Dr. Ford said, let me roll you back, and Bernard said, no, I don't want to be rolled back. Oh, okay. And that's when he made So he made that first choice, that choice to not be rolled back. Yeah. Presumably, each other time he had been chosen, he chose to roll himself back. Which is another example of Gramsci, he's got civil society versus the political society. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you have hegemony, which acts in more of like the mental state. There's nothing physical about it. But this idea of Gramsci's is that if the civil society like hegemony fails, then they will use physical force, which is what we see Dr. Ford do with Bernard. He kind of gives him the illusion of an option, and then when he says no, he, he has, him, he kill has him kill himself. Yeah. So I just wanted to add that in there real quick. No, that is important. Continue. I was going to say, when you watch that, what were like? What was your experience of it? The whole show? Or yeah, like, just like, just what were you thinking about, or like, what did it make? Did did you just think, wow, this is like a rad ass? Uh, <laughs> no, definitely. At first, you're like, this is so cool, you know, like what sci-fi. Like, oh, dude, I would go. Did and, it make you think of today's society at all, well, or anything deeper? What made what what really tripped me out? <laughs> I didn't mean. I did not mean that mean. Was there anything deeper, Mike? Is there anything deeper? Oh, I didn't even catch that. No. <laughs> I, did not, no. um, uh, I did not mean that like as an insult. I just meant... Oh, I mean, so it's easy to watch shows and watch entertainment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless yeah. sometimes, unless you're looking for something deeper, you know? I mean... I'm, no, for sure. I mean, you're not going to get too much uh, deeper out of me. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I think uh, what really... I, I have a question. Do we know what the time period of this, like, how far in the future? We don't know how far in the future. We don't know yet. Do y'all remember how much they said it was a day? Uh, Oh, yeah. 400,000, right? Yeah. 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 Hundreds. I thought it was hundreds of thousands. I thought it was like 400,000 a day. The only people in that part are the ultra wealthy. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's what I was, and I was also thinking, like, how many, how many, like, how many people have they, or how many of these machines have they made and like who's making the profit here like i mean like Delos. Delos. Well, no no i mean like i don't i just don't understand how Which, much this show is also about capitalism yes you didn't get that like I, I, I don't know i'm just like it's oh i just keep on i'm like there's because so many people it, it, here who have four hundred thousand dollars a day to spend you know? I think it was forty thousand. Was it forty? Okay, okay, yeah, okay. I mean, that's forty thousand. Okay, yeah. which is still a lot of money. Which today. Right. if they have four hundred thousand, then you can go for ten days. True. Sure. Yeah. Which I'm sure most of them were doing. It was what's his name, uh, William. Oh, the guy. The so he. One of the boy. things he said is that he had been in for. Jeez, a we're year. spoiling it. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that the old the man in black says is that he had been in for like a year. We could have cut mine out. <laughs> Okay. It's just interesting that like the people who play the but game the most are the, the movie, richest so. of the rich, you know. Well, the, yeah, I, I really like that they explored that idea with William that he needed to escape from reality. Yeah. That to him this was almost more this had more meaning within the park yeah. than real life had. And so like when he's talking on the train as young William to Dolores yeah. and she's wanting to escape her like loop and he's Wanting to live her life, basically. Yeah, but see, that was one of the cool things. Is I feel like like Dolores, she was running a script to be with somebody who was wanting to escape their loop in real life. Well, yeah, life. you can question, first so of she, all, how scripted everyone really is. Right. Second of all, humans live just as Well, obviously, as obviously Dolores was completely scripted because she ended up at that same... Yeah place regardless of she had ended up there thousands of times even without William she had run the same but she was looking for William I thought she ended up looking for William at the end by the end of it she was looking for William right I thought she was completing that loop because she was 
like gaining consciousness and gain like and looking for William. Oh, okay. So as she was gaining consciousness, consciousness, she was remembering the William. Yeah, or I don't know. I'm a little rusty. Yeah, we should probably watch. <laughs> yeah. But see, that's the thing is, how can you watch the whole season one? It's like, hey, we're gonna prepare for a podcast. And we're going to watch an entire well, season. Well, that was so hard writing a paper. I mean, you guys can't do that. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like, if you're writing... You can do that at work. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Only one of us who really can't doesn't have the time. Is, Is me. Shannon. Yeah. And at the moment, I actually might have wah, the time. Wow, wow, poor Shannon. <laughs> My thoughts exactly. Well, it is a poor Shannon, dude. That's the thing, man. Childbirth is amongst the most beautiful and terrifying things in the world, maybe. And I bet that transcends cultures. I'm sure. I bet if you were to go to any culture in the world, you would say, hey, what's the best and the worst thing about like humanity? Childbirth. I don't know. Some place, some places, um, people get tortured and stuff, and like, so maybe the best, but the worst probably might not be childbirth. I don't around. know, man. I That's like true. Just... I don't know. It just hurts. Like if you look throughout history, like women have had to endure awful things, and like childbirth. I mean, you might die. Yeah. Like women would write wills before they had they gave birth. <laughs> That's not funny. And they would have like seven kids. I know. That's what. That's, they like, That's, That's like, like playing funny. playing Russian roulette. With, yeah, I mean, it is, I mean, it makes us look like wimps today. With like a four-barrel, you're you're playing Russian roulette with a six-barrel gun, and you're pulling the trigger eight times. That's what having kids is like back then. But we're not extinct, so. No, they did a great job at it. That's what's amazing <laughs> is like women actually beat the odds almost all the time, you're right. We've never had a, uh, like, the maternity, what is it called? More Mortality? Is that mortality with, specifically with mothers, though? No, that's just... That's just a term for dying. Maternity mortality rate? Yeah. I don't know. But it's never been uh, 50-50, right? So No, I don't think it's ever that. Women have always, like, won. Yeah, there's just always that chance. And even say there's still that chance. Oh, yeah. Back to Westworld. Back to Westworld. And her having a daughter. How weird is that? Machine didn't have the daughter, but she still had this like love for her Are daughter. Are you talking about um, oh, Maeve. Maeve. Maeve? Yeah. Yeah. It's kinda interesting, man. There was a lot of like really weird, like subtle things in that that were like and then I guess it was only the ghost nation was only introduced. Yeah. That was season two's when you found out that More there were about the ghost nation. Yeah, yeah. That there were hosts that had lived for years without being killed. Which is kind of crazy to think, you know. It's eight, nine years old. All those memories. <clears throat> Alright. We're at an hour 18. So I think we can pull the plug. I feel like this was a successful podcast. And like you, parts of it were successful. Yeah, except for Mike's movie moments. <laughs> yeah, it like, It no. did suck. It <laughs> did suck. <laughs> I warned you, bro. No, no. Having me um, sucked because you, you said injecting. Well, thank you for hey, that, Shannon. Hey, but you Shannon, also said you whoa. were going to send me some stuff. To, you know, talk about... Because we were going to do this yesterday. We were supposed to do it today. Or tomorrow. We tomorrow. were supposed to do this today at 10.30 this morning. That's no, why I text tomorrow. you We were supposed to do it tomorrow. Dexter told me dude, tomorrow. Dude, I've he got... Told me Wednesday. I, no, we've got the text so, like, message, dude. Yeah. Receipts. I told you... Receipts. I told you, I told you we were going to do it Thursday morning. That's why I was a little bit... Um, look at Perturbed. this, dude. Look at this. I mean, I could have done it tomorrow, too, but it just wouldn't have been in the morning. Boom, bro. Yeah. Boom. Read that little series of text messages right there. 
Oh, do you feel incorrect? <laughs> oh. I'm wrong. Right. Oh. I'm wrong. And, I, and I don't mind being wrong. I'm sorry. I know. It's okay. It's okay. Um, um, uh, but I would have... I think liked, you should just was, cut most of mine. There's I was out, no, we're not cutting I think, anything. I think to wrap this we're not up, cutting anything. we should just acknowledge that this was a very rough version of what the podcast was. I wasn't ready. I, none of us are ready. Who is ever ready? Well, I'm just saying. I wasn't... I mean, I that's guess... Not, that's nobody's fault, but... Mine and Dexter, so. <laughs> Shannon, it's not your fault. Yeah. I, I wasn't prepared it's either. It's less my fault, and it's mostly Mike's fault. So uh, you're taking some of it. I'll take I, that. I'll, I'll take some I'll, of I'll it. Take so this, this is just a preview of what the podcast will eventually become. It's, it's, beca- it's, it's on its way to being something different than it has been. We have some kinks to work out. We have some kinks to work out. we got to work on the studio. We've got to get the studio a little it bit is more hot in here. Well, the so AC, um, you know. So you know what we what we need is one of those uh, fans with no blades, silent fan. Dude, that thing still makes noise though. No pleasing him. <laughs> it still makes noise. What we need is a long sleeve shirt too. Oh, I'm good. Oh, oh, I'm do dying. you do you want to here real quick? Do you want to talk about Lion King before we wrap Have this thing up? Have you watched it? The new I one. Haven't. Oh, well, are y'all are y'all that interested in it? No. What are the expectations? It's the same thing. Okay, right? well, it's gonna be the same as, thing. As soon as I went and saw Aladdin and realized, wow, there is much more singing in these movies than I remember. And then I said, I asked someone, I was like, "Is Lion King a musical?" And they're like, they're like "It's not a musical." You but didn't know it was a musical. But there's like five songs in it. Yeah, well, I know that. I know all the songs and stuff. But I'm just as a kid, I was I guess I was into that, and now I'm like. I'm good. I mean, I'll probably go see it. I just don't know if it's going to add anything more to the thing. I'm definitely yeah. not going to fight the crowd to go see it. That's kind of my my question. I if like, I want to watch it, why can't I just go pull out I, my DVD of Lion King and watch Lion King? Bang, bang, bang. I do recommend uh, seeing that new uh, movie that I haven't seen yet. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It comes out tomorrow. Oh, yeah, Quentin Tarantino. Do you want to see that, babe? Yes, it's got Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Yes, I want to see it. So one of them's going to have their shirt off. Oh, dude. Well, and they're just great actors. Actually, out of the two of them, though, I only care about Brad Pitt having his shirt off. Yes. Leonardo got that dad body, but he was, when he had the dad body, he was with Rihanna. So like they Rihanna? were on a boat. They were dating, bro. They were on a boat. They were dating. Well, well, they were on a yacht. Wait, <laughs> excuse me. They were on a yacht. Yeah, yeah. They were so, on yeah. a ship. They were on a ship. The last boat either of them got to boat. was take a small boat to their yacht. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if even that, dude, they probably fly helicopters like on their to their yacht. To their yacht most of the time. All right. Hey. So I called an audible on my last song. Oh wait. Before I get to that. Got announced Bardo Bill y Los Muchachos, the band I'm in with my boys. And Manager Mike. Uh, do what? And Manager Mike. Cha 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 cha. Yeah, Mike's the I'm manager. I'm all about alliteration. <laughs> manager Mike. Oh. Like, it just works so easily. It does. Manager Mojito Mike. Um, so we're having a show at 7 o'clock at Fire Slice. 7.30 of 2019. That's this coming Tuesday. If anybody has made it to the end of this podcast before that date, come out. It will be something else. That's it'll the only thing I can promise about it. Like, it'll be a good show. It will it'll be, be a good fun. show. It will you be fun. You can eat pizza. You can eat pizza. You can drink some beer. I'll be there. Mike will you be there. You can tell me how bad this my part on this podcast was. Yeah, you can. Callahan write. will be there. So if nothing else, you oh, can see Oh, Callahan, dude. My, my lovely baby. 
Okay, so the question... Oh, we might have... I'm out. Okay, Shannon's out. I gotta go take care of children. You can maybe help me with this. Uh, From Matt Miller's last album, Swimming. What are we thinking? Are we thinking... Which which of these songs would you like to close the podcast out with? The late Matt Miller. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. I'm thinking we don't want something... You kind of want a deep track... You want something deep or you want something sad? I mean, 2009, that's a good song. It's sad. That's one of but, his... But I'm thinking, I like So It Goes. It's either Jet... For me, it's Jet Fuel, 2009, or So It Goes. Mm, jet 2009 fuels, or So... Uh, let's jet go fuels, Jet Fuel, Yeah, dude. it's a little bit more upbeat, for sure. Oh, is that Shannon's phone? Is that's that Shannon's phone, guys. Oh, my gosh. All right, so thank y'all for joining me for this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you like this new format. I'm not exactly sure how it's gonna go, but uh, Mike will definitely be one of my regulars, one of my one of my pop ins, pop outs. I'll probably have him in even when I'm having guests. So that's my plan is to have guests on, but also have my regulars, and of course Shannon will be in. Um, expect better from me. Ex- My apologies. I guys. mean, Mike is garbage out the out the gate. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Gate. You got to give him. You got to give him at least a quarter mile. I need to warm to up. get his feet under him. You know, up. like I mean, because you came on the last panel primate run, right? Yeah, but we're not talking. What were we calling that panel primate? What were we calling that? The run group. The primate posse. Panhandle Panhandle Primate Posse. Posse. That's what it was. We're going to go with three Ps at that. Yeah. But what was it, like a quarter mile in? You like rolled drink. I rolled my... It ended up being a pretty serious ankle roll. Yeah, yeah, I rolled it. And then I guess adrenaline, we ended up running like four and a half miles, which I haven't ran that far since high school. And maybe it was either four and a half or five. It was definitely... Well, I walked a little bit, so I go ahead and cut off a half mile. a little bit. I'm not... uh, I don't want to lie about it. But it did hurt. Not yet, right? What? Not yet. Not yet. What? Not yet. You're not like. Oh, a I'm not in the, yet. A runner yet? No, I'm runner not a runner yet. yet. I'm more of a biker now. Yeah. yeah. Bardo Bill's. A hey, Bardo Bill Bicycle Boutique. Bicycle Boutique helped me build my first one. We just had our first customer. Yeah. We just sold our first bike. And so y'all are on Instagram. We're on Instagram at Bardo Bill Bike Boutique. Bardo Bill's Bicycle Boutique. Mm-hmm. Bicycle? Yeah. You want bicycle over bike? Um, you know what? I think we did. Um, I mean, that's all right. That's all right. That seems like a like an okay decision to make. Yeah. And to be honest, you know, I can't really find what it is. But we also can share the Instagram for the band. Oh, for Bardo yeah. Bill. Elos Muchachos. That's, that's what it Instagram. is. If you want updates on the show that's coming up, um, I have to be honest, man. I'm a little nervous about the show coming up, but I feel like maybe that's any time you're ever going to perform live doing anything, right? There should be a little bit of nerves. Yeah, right? I think so. Because you don't ever know if the if the stars are going to line up, you know? If, uh, if Kobe's going to show up that night. You know, you don't know. Yes, and our, our Instagram is not Bardo Bill Bicycle Boutique. It's actually the name of our shop. It's Bone Shaker, Bone oh, Shakers bone Bicycle shakers. Boutique. Oh, so bone still shakers. the triple B. Yeah, still with the alliteration. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that's Staying what our whole it. group is yeah, about. I feel like we're really you know, settling into that. Yeah, we're settling into that. Um, 
So wait, was the run just called the Panhandle Primate Posse, or was it the Panhandle Primate Podcast Posse? P P P cubed. Uh, it's definitely no, not P cubed. Let's not say that. Yeah, no, it'd be P quadrupled. I don't know what what is for quad. I, let's just say P squared squared. P squared squared. Oh, that's it. P squared squared. But that's it. so. Um, yeah, so that's that, and uh, so you've been riding a lot more. Wow. I have, I have. Can I can I shout out our uh, bikes and tapas event? Oh yeah, yeah critical man. mass bomb city, dude. Holler at the the bikes and tapas yeah. coming up, right? Yeah, well, it, coming up, it's our first annual, and I'm saying annual because we're gonna get this going. What's what what do you instead of annual? What's monthly? Monthly, monthly. I think just monthly. First, <laughs> monthly. Yeah. <laughs> See, bi-monthly would be, be twice a month. Twice a month. Okay. So, be like so yeah. Just monthly, I think. That's what I meant to say. So our first monthly uh, bikes and tapas. It's uh, next month. It's the thirty first. Next. It's yeah. It's gonna be in August because we we have some. Uh, we want to build some more bikes out. Um, it's actually gonna be a real cool event. We're having a. We're offering a five course meal for twenty five dollars. We only have twenty eight tickets. So what we're really just trying to do is build this community around the critical mask. You know. We're trying to get people who don't have bikes on some bikes, whether it's either buying it from us or bringing their bikes in, and we're going to help fix them. It is a big difference, like when when you go from having not ridden a bike in a really long time yeah. to getting on some wheels. Yeah. Man, it it uh it is fun. It, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, and like uh, with the critical mass guys and with our with bone shakers, we just want to get more people on bikes. We want. Come here, Emmett. Emmett, do you want to say hello? Can I have a five? Go, go help Daddy podcast. Oh, Emmett, do you want to do you want to put on the headphones? Do you, man, somebody. He's tired. Somebody needs a nap, dude. He's tired. Has he taken a nap yet today? Yeah, he woke up from a nap. Oh, that's and right. He's kind of been fussy. And then he's been fussy ever since, man. That's, that's so. We have what was previously stated about him not napping today was mm-hmm. false, and corrected by Shannon. <laughs> Thank you don't know what your child does during the day? No. <laughs> I love them both, but geez, it's hard to keep up. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, yeah. Check out, what do we got to say? Check out Critical Mass. Instagram. Instagram, Critical Mass Bomb City. Check out the bicycle, uh, Bone Shakers Bicycle Boutique. Yeah. And then the event. And then the so event. is this taking place... At the same, instead of... Okay, so no, um, we have our... Critical Mass has monthly rides at the end of each month, you know, on Fridays. Yeah. Um, So our event, the Bikes and Tapas event, is going to be that Saturday afterwards. Oh. That way, you know, that way... um, And you don't have to ride your bike there, you know, if it's, you know, if we just... Where's it at? It's at Luis's house. Oh, right here. Right. Oh, yeah, so right in the neighborhood. Cool. Um, I don't know that I should just put the address out like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But DM, yeah. DM him. Yeah. So you can get in contact with me. You can get in, uh, reach out to Dexter if you don't know. Holla. Yeah, how to do it. But we just want to see some more people there, some more people on bikes. That way we can get the community listening to us and, you know, maybe get some more bike lanes, make it safer for everybody Yeah, out there. bike lanes slash bike paths, dude. Bike paths, How yeah. dope would that be? Like, I was just thinking about that. Last night I did a... Uh, four mile loop or yeah. maybe I think maybe it ended up being five and a half miles yeah. but the whole time 
I saw people in their cars, yeah. a ton of people in their cars. I didn't see very many people out just yeah. enjoying life, you know, just breathing some air and get, getting that, that blood pumping, you know? Dude, well, my thing is, if you don't put a, a place for me to ride my bike, I'm going to ride on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to deal with me. Yeah. You know, and I can only speak for myself, though. You know? Well, that's the thing, man, is in Amarillo, I've heard a lot of people say um, that that... They they get on or they get mad about cyclists riding in the road. Yeah. Whenever the actual law states we can't ride on the sidewalk, you're not supposed to ride on the yeah. sidewalk. Yeah, I'd, I'd much rather risk getting a ticket than getting hit, though. Yeah, you know. I, know. I mean, that's the thing is that's why I think uh, critical mass bomb city's message is so important is because if you can prioritize pedestrian access mm-hmm. to the city i think you will incre- you will decrease the amount of vehicles on the road which will make the road safer and then you will also improve cardiovascular health by yeah. people like powering themselves around town you know and then also just man like i think it's fun it is fun yeah. that, that what it comes down to is riding a bike is fun yeah. getting your heart rate up is fun like jam Listen to some music while you're dry, like while you're riding. Get one, some thought going. Yeah, but one, keep one headphone out. You got to. Yeah, you do. Or yeah, you, you got to. You got to be you able to get a Bluetooth your, speaker. Yes, you can. Just get yeah, a speaker. Yeah. Don't have anything. Hey, in yeah, because you got to be able to hear. For sure. Yeah, hear vehicles um, and hear hear that stuff. So, all right, we're gonna close this thing out. Thank you, Mike, for being yes, on the sir. podcast. Shannon. Shannon. Okay, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for being on the podcast. Okay, she, she said, said anytime. She said anytime. This is uh, Jet Fuel off of Mac Miller's. When was this released? What year? 2018, August 2018 release, uh, shortly before his uh, premature passing. Um, and uh, this song is Jet Fuel. And thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, Hop on the Panel Primate Podcast Instagram. Hop on the Panel Primate Podcast Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Um, like and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, hop over on my website. Check out the shit there. There's some cool stuff. I at least I think it's cool. I don't know. If I any, dig it. I don't know if anybody else thinks. It's I got cool. the shirt. Yeah, you got. Oh yeah, yeah. I if you want to support the Panel Primate Podcast, you can buy a hat. Or shirt. We've got both of those available. Uh, I also have a Patreon that I'm going to try to do a little bit more so, like uh, promotion on and stuff. And so we're going to have some new things coming down the line. But until then, thank y'all for listening. And until peace next out. time, peace. Yeah, used to wanna be a superhero, flying around with a cape, catching bad guys. Now my head underwater, but I ain't in the shower and I ain't getting baptized. To the good and the bad times, all the cuts, broken bones, and the black eyes. Young motherfucker with a mad mind, made a couple million off of rap lines. 
y'all can't tell me nothing no more Came from the basement, under that floor You don't come close, you don't need to know I'm the GOAT You don't need to know how I go, cause I know what you want All I wanna do is the most Backflip off the ropes, got hooked when I'm in the post Yeah, my girl too clutch to choke, mm. And I ain't counting it quits You can build a wall with your bricks Well, I keep talking that shit It's like this, it's like this Lippers still in my cup Get faded when I wake up Cause everything is too much So what? Woke up this morning With a bright idea Maybe I can exist forever right here Let it run Okay, okay, well, I'ma be here for a while Longer than I did expect to I was out of town Getting lost till I was rescued Now I'm in the clouds Come down when I run out of jet fuel But I never run out of jet fuel Well, I'ma be here for a while Longer than I did expect to I was out of town Getting lost till I was rescued Now I'm in the clouds Come down when I run out of jet fuel But I never run out of jet fuel 120 on the car that I don't whip I don't even pull it up the driveway Throwing up shots like I don't miss Never put a limit on the high stakes Try to pull my car till I'm go fish You ain't gonna find a line in my face I pick it up and let it go quick They wanna get pushed my Yeah, I don't say nothing that I don't know Jumping out the womb wearing polo Everybody wanna jump in but I'm old school Lone wolf, take them on solo Yeah I don't need nobody, I don't need to be nobody I'm just doing my thing, kick it at the crib, I don't see nobody, no So over there with that bullshit, we don't need it on this side I'm pulling up in that new shit, you always whipping that dick ride I demand your respect, I won't share my connect Let's get this clear, I am here, I don't care who got next Young vet, feeling like they forget, I let it slide This time, like 25 years I've been high and no less Yes, shit I know I don't guess Rather glow, I won't stress Better say that shit with your chest Okay, okay, well I'ma be here for a while Longer than I did expect to I was out of town getting lost till I was rescued Now I'm in the clouds, come down when I run out of jet fuel But I never run out of jet fuel Well, I'ma be here for a while Longer than I did expect to I was out of town Getting lost till I was rescued Now I'm in the clouds Come down when I run out of jet fuel But I never run out of jet fuel